A new day has come to the city of Augustus, Illinois. At the Augustus Police Department in an interrogation room, Isaac is sitting across from Detective Bo Reynolds at a steel-built table. How was your holding so, Mr. Marshall? I hope that our accommodations were on par with all of those fancy hotels you have stayed at through the years. Ah, uh, yes. The draft from the ceiling with a huge hole in it is sure to get you a grand Yelp rating. I'm glad you can recognize humor, even as you're being held for questioning in connection for shooting. I most certainly can find humor in all of this. I did not shoot Donovan Allridge that night. Let's say I believe you. Let's say you didn't shoot him. Then you need to explain to me why you went to great lengths to get rid of your gun. And you need to explain to me why you were at his place of residence the night he was shot. And as long as we're discussing why you got rid of your gun. Don't say another word, Isaac. I'm here to represent you. And we're going to get this all taken care of. Not quite, Miss Williams. Pardon? I'm glad you're here. It saved me a trip. After all, it was going to come to your home today and bring you and your husband down here for questioning as well. And you didn't let me finish my thoughts to Isaac. You see, we know that you, your significant other, and Mr. Marshall here all got rid of your guns together. So, if I were you, I would start talking. Can I get you a cup of coffee to go with your confession? That offer extends to you, Mr. Marshall, as well. Hot coffee, hot confession. At Stephanie's home in the living room, Stephanie is standing by her desk, talking on her cell phone. Miranda, it's me, Stephanie. Look, can you give me an update on Isaac's situation when you get a chance? Bye for now. Stephanie then hangs up from the call. God, I hope she gets my message. I'm sure she will. Mom, good morning. Morning, dear. How are you feeling? I'm doing just fine. Why do you ask? Well, you never sleep in this late. I know that you and Danielle talked here last night, but she didn't leave that late. Well, I'm glad you're keeping tabs on me. It makes me feel as though I'm still at the retirement village. Nostalgia is good for the soul. <laughs> ha ha ha. I just want to make sure you're okay. I appreciate it. So, can I make us some breakfast this morning? Sorry, I don't have time. I have to rush to the police station. Reynolds busted up a business meeting between me and Isaac yesterday in order to take him downtown for questioning about something in connection to Donovan's shooting. And as it turns out, Reynolds decided to hold him for 48 hours at the most. That is just awful. I agree. I just have to get the keys to my Porsche out of the safe and then I'm going to head over there. Stephanie then walks over to a painting in the room, lifts it off of the wall, and begins to enter the wall safe's combination. Upon opening it, however, a look of shock instantly falls upon her face. Oh my god. Stephanie, what is it? My gun. It's gone. 
Where the hell is my gun? Oh, God. I have to call the hospital. What? Why? Because Donovan probably woke up and escaped from the hospital. He probably broke in here already and took my gun. That man is like a cat with nine lives. Nothing can keep him down. I've got to get on top of this. No, 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 no. Don't. Don't. Stop. What? Why? Stephanie, Donovan is not awake. He didn't take your gun. I did. At Hastings Advertising in the conference room, Diana and Elaine are sitting at the table looking over flower arrangements on Elaine's iPad. Elaine, these photos are wonderful. I'm positive that any of these floral arrangements would add a very necessary pop of color to the tables at the benefit. But if I had to pick my favorite, I would say that it is option three. Well, you have a good eye. I was thinking of that same floral arrangement for the table centerpieces. It would add just the right amount of color to our fundraiser's theme. And I know the other ladies would love the symbolic kickoff to the summer that the arrangements would have. Diana, I have to say you are fitting in so well in The Women of Augustus. Your attention to detail is incomparable. Well, thank you. And thank you so much. A warm welcome into the group. I used to plan a lot of fundraisers back in New York. This is kind of my thing. Well, I can most certainly tell. That is why well, I'd love for you to take over the planning of this fundraiser by yourself. That is, if you're willing to accept such an offer. Elaine, I... I, I know, I know, it's quite the undertaking. Yet, Diana, it would be a great way for you to prove yourself to the rest of the ladies in the group. And I know that you, of all people, are very capable of doing this. You've got that right. That is why I have no problem accepting your offer. I'm happy to do it. And I'm so happy to show you why I earned so much credit back in my home state. Well, I look forward to seeing what you do. Hello, ladies. I didn't realize that you two were still in the middle of your meeting. We're almost done. Elaine, you remember me telling you about my husband, Stuart, right? Of course. Stuart, it is so lovely to put a face to the name. Same to you. Diana has told me a lot about you. And, wow. What? You are even more beautiful in person. I can say that, can't I? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I certainly don't mind the compliment. Uh, <laughs> but I best be on my way. I, I have a lot to do today. Elaine and Diana stand from the table as Elaine collects her things. Thank you for coming by, Elaine. Oh, my pleasure. Have a good day, you two. Oh, same to you, Elaine. As Elaine walks out of the room and without her noticing, Stuart smiles flirtatiously at her. Diana then goes to him and hits him on the chest. What was that for? You know why. Can you at least wait for us to be completely divorced before you salivate over the Harper family matriarch? 
She's hot. Well, I find Michael Ely delicious, but some things should be kept as, as a fantasy. And don't forget that the only reason I'm in her little group of cronies is so I can keep an enemy close. Her son is our target. I'm playing a game, Stuart. I've certainly played and won enough with you. So you should recognize when I have my game face on. Anyway, on to a more pressing matter. What do you mean? I went looking for you yesterday around here in order to talk to you about financial report that our lawyer sent over. But you were nowhere to be found. When I asked your assistant where you were, she said you were at a lady's house. Some lady named Rana or Rhoda. No, wait, Rhonda. Yeah, that was her name, Rhonda. So tell me, who's this Rhonda person, Stuart? And why did you have to speak with her? At her house, no less. She's a client. Is that so? She runs an indie film production company. I'm trying to snag her before Colin Harper does. By our company doing all the advertising work for her films, we'll be able to broaden our horizons into a market we haven't touched before. It could be a very good business move. If it was real. I can tell that you're lying to me. Rhonda rolls her eyes and brushes past Stuart, leaving the conference room. Meanwhile, in Mark's office, still at Hastings Advertising, Mark and Simon walk into the office. I can't believe Mom invited Elaine, Harper, in our office. That's basically playing with fire. Simon, you need to calm down. Relax. Mom knows what she's doing. And I think that it was a great idea to bring Elaine here. Mom shouldn't always have to observe her from afar. And I'm sure this visit felt personal to Elaine. Mom can slowly weaken her and in turn find out more about Colin's weaknesses. Mom has a good thing going for her with this whole women of Augustus group. What if Elaine would have saw Isabella? Elaine knows that her son's old assistant. I bet she would have questioned Isabella instantly. And then she would have went to Colin like ASAP. Why are you so on edge? Isabella wouldn't have cracked that easily. You need to get yourself under control. <sighs> I'm sorry. I just get nervous a lot. My anxiety is just heightened, considering how big of a plan this is. We're taking down a whole company. We're taking away someone else's hard work. I just- Simon, if Colin Harper wants to continue to keep his defenses down and act as though everything is fine on the company front, then that's his fault. That company is fair game. You best believe that we're going to win whatever fight is on the horizon. So just sit back, relax, and find a way to help your family kick some ass. In Montreal, Canada, at Gunner and Emma's home, Andrew is standing over by the bar cart in the living room, pouring himself a glass of bourbon when Gunner enters the room. Gunner, you're just in time for a strong drink and a good chat. Andrew. I was playing golf. You know, the one activity you allow me to do outside of this house because it all takes place on a private golf course? Well, you know how much I like to keep tabs on you. But don't worry, you won't see me around for a few days. What is that supposed to mean? I'm taking a vacation. With my money? How refreshing. You have caused me 
So much stress, Gunner. I need a massage. I need the hot sun beating down on me. I need the crystal blue water surrounding me. Fingers crossed that a shark eats you for dinner. Well, aren't you in a good mood today? Uh, by the way, are you sure you don't want a drink right now? It's the top shelf stuff Elaine used to give you every year for Christmas. I remember how much you enjoyed it. Well, that was before she could get her alcoholic hands on it. I highly doubt the only reason you wanted to see me was to make small talk about your vacation and get in some cheap digs about my ex-wife. You're right. That is not the only reason I summoned you here. Gunner, I want to make something very clear. That way, while I'm gone, you won't be confused on a very important matter. You see, though I'm going to be spending my time under the sun, I will still be watching the house cameras like a hawk. Therefore, I think it would do you good not to try and pull a fast one. I don't want you talking to Emma about the past. You got that? Oh, I understand. I'll be one hell of a boy scout. I promise. Good. Because if you aren't, then there'll be hell to pay. As Andrew takes a light sip of his drink, Emma stands by the entryway to the living room. Though she might have wanted to enter earlier, she chose to stay behind. Why the hell are there cameras in my home? And why has Andrew been watching us this whole time? I need answers, and I need them right now. But how will I be able to get them? And what part of my past has everyone been keeping from me? Back at the Augustus Police Department in an interrogation room, Miranda sits across from Isaac at the table. He's off to get his police-issued recorder. That can't be a good sign, Isaac. He's wanting statements from us. Official statements. Everything will be fine. But look at where you are. You were brought to a holding cell. They found our guns. We've tried to keep one another safe. But it isn't working any longer. I think I might just tell Detective Reynolds the truth. You can't, Miranda. Regardless of me, you, and Jonah not being the ones who pumped a few bullets into Donovan, we still confronted him that night. And out of fear, we got rid of our guns. We've tampered with this investigation. I got Andrew Rutledge off, for Christ's sakes. He tampered with an election. The point is, is that I'm sure I can get all of us one month or even no time at all. Hell, we could just walk away with a fine to replenish taxpayer money. You're a high-powered attorney. Jonah has his eyes set on that fancy job in D.C. And I run a well-known news outlet. We can't go down this road. Too late. We've started the car. We have backed out of the driveway. We are at this point whether we like it or not. We have to face whatever is next. Detective Reynolds? Hello. You two are free to go. I'm releasing the both of you. Miss Williams, I won't be by to pick up your husband. What is going on here? Yeah, what's the catch? No catch at all. Moments later, outside of the interrogation room, Miranda and Isaac walk off as Bo sits at his desk looking at the camera footage of Isaac and Miranda's conversation that they had a moment ago. 
He smiles down at his iPad screen as the footage continues to play. But look at where you are. You were brought to a holding cell. They found our guns. We've tried to keep one another safe, but it isn't working any longer. I think I might just tell Detective Reynolds the truth. Bo leans back in his chair, awfully pleased with what Miranda said on the recorded conversation. Back at Stephanie's home in the living room. Mom, why did you really get rid of my gun? I told you that I did not shoot anybody. But the police do not see things that way, Stephanie. The police have you as a top suspect, and that detective will not rest until he makes an arrest. But it won't be me who is arrested. The only evidence they have on me that warrants me being on the suspect list is the fact that I went to see him that night. But when Reynolds came to see Isaac, he didn't even have his sights set on me. I still need to protect you. You are my daughter. I love you. And I love you too. But now you have done away with a gun, a gun that I own, a gun that is the same make and model that Donovan was shot with. If the police were to ever find that gun, how do you think that would make me look? I really didn't think about that. But I don't think that they'll ever be able to find the gun. You can't guarantee that. You need to produce that gun, Mom. You need to bring it back here. I demand that my gun be back in the safe in 24 hours. Stephanie, don't be unreasonable here. You know that that gun being out of this house is the best thing. Mom, I mean it. Put the gun back in the safe and do so as soon as possible. I'm begging you here, okay? Now I have to go see what's going on with Isaac. Stephanie hurriedly collects her things and begins to leave the home. At Memorial Hospital in Donovan's hospital room, Donovan is still lying comatose and is alone with his internal thoughts. So many suspects. One night, one lousy detective trying to put the puzzle pieces together. As soon as I get out of this damn coma, I'll be able to tell him exactly who shot me. I'm coming for all of you. Who knows? For the hell of it, I may find a way to have you all locked up. That could be a fun and interesting challenge. Ah, who am I kidding? A challenge? These idiots always screw up their lives in some awful way. I bet quite a few of them have made many mistakes already, including the ones who didn't pull the trigger. (laughs) Back at Stephanie's home in the living room, Felicia is sitting on the couch sifting through her purse. Seconds later, she pulls out her cell phone and quickly dials a number. Come on, come on, look up, please. Hello? Stephen, so glad you picked up the phone. Felicia, why are you calling me? Because I did what you told me to do. I buried Stephanie's gun. I got rid of it, essentially. Uh, That's good. Yeah, but what's not good is that as I was getting rid of her gun, Miranda, Jonah, and Isaac's guns were showing up. Uh, I heard about Isaac's arrest. Uh, Don't worry. 
I've got a few tricks up my sleeve still. We all have this vested interest in making sure that no one pays for trying to take this bastard out after everything's done. Ain't that the truth? We just have to be careful from now on, Felicia. More careful than we have ever been before. Amen to that. I just hope he never awakens from that coma. This has been Forever and a Day, created by KCS Hutcherson. Co-executive producers KCS Hutcherson, Candace Mack, and Demi Morgan. Narrated by KCS Hutcherson. Written by KCS Hutcherson, Candace Mack, Emmy Morgan, and Eric Andras. Music and sound effects provided by Thessalian Studios and Soundstripe. Theme song provided by Soundstripe. This episode starred Tony D. Head as Isaac Marshall, Renee Saran as Miranda Williams, Christina Sullivan as Stephanie Markham, Michael Carr as Donovan Aldridge, Bruce Van Griffin as Bo Reynolds, Diana Collins as Diana Hastings, Elizabeth Von Isser as Elaine Harper, Steve Beavers as Stuart Hastings, Desmond Hawkins as Mark Hastings, Timothy Blocker Jr. as Simon Hastings, Gene Young as Emma Jensen Harper, Brett Lawrence as Gunnar Harper, with Frank DeCopolis as Andrew Rutledge, Aaron Clark as Stephen Langenfeld, and Janelle Allen as Felicia Richardson. Join us next Monday for an all-new episode of Forever in a Day on your favorite podcast streaming platform. This podcast is recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement.